0: lifelong house seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 153 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And my very special guest today is Sabrina Cadini. And we talk about her journey of going from being a very busy event planner, basically working seven days a week to her journey of experiencing burnout and her own self-healing discoveries and all the learnings she gathered to get herself back into health. And now she shares a lot of her knowledge into her work in this new career of helping others do the same. We talk about her experience with burnout and how she was able to use it in terms of being this beautiful portal and jumping off start to her self-confidence journey and really the impact that it has on our confidence as women, busy women navigating this world. And she also shares the six steps to her recovery path, which is also what she shares with clients. So we went through every step and she explains what you can also do, especially if you are somebody in the midst of it and you just want Something to get started and some practical steps uh, towards the end. We make it super practical so you have something to take that you can actually implement right away. So let me introduce you to Sabrina. Sabrina Cadini is a certified holistic precision life coach brain wellness coach, and the creator of the Life Work Balance System, helping you live better, work smarter, and feel happier by prioritizing yourself. We customize lifestyle changes based on epigenetics, neuroscience, chronobiology, and positive psychology. Without any further ado, here is Sabrina. Hello, Sabrina. Welcome to the show. I am very pleased to have you here today. Welcome.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Juliana. We'll have a great conversation.
0: Yes, absolutely, and I love to get started by getting your take on what does confidence mean to you.
1: Well, first of all, I love that you open your podcast with this question. I really, really love it. So, confidence to me means two things actually. One is feeling in control of my actions and my decisions in life. It's about shifting my perspective from I can say limiting beliefs to empowering beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. And the other one is accepting and appreciating my own qualities, my talents, my skills, my uniqueness, and loving who I am. Basically, it's like being comfortable in my skin, Mm -hmm. right? And, And, you know, when I work with my clients, I always start from, The belief that we were born with the confidence we need. We just need to find it and practice with it. We already have what we need to succeed in life. It's our limiting beliefs that prevent us from seeing and using that beautiful confidence that we have inside us.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. Such a unique perspective yeah. from like yeah. we we're discussing before recording the last three years <laughs> of asking this question to guests. And I love it to But to me, like it's very similar. I see confidence as loving all parts, right? And really mm. that acceptance of all parts and the expression of it as living in congruency with that truth of who we are, right? Because We can only be ourselves, I believe, and we're most comfortable when we are, right? Ourselves. I think it's beautiful what he said, and I think it's going to be a big, important sort of like segue to our (laughs) next couple of questions here. So for today's conversation, I would love to start by you telling us how you went from a very successful event planner to what you do now. so give us that journey that I know have the flavor of the topic of today, which is burnout and your six steps to recovery. But tell us yeah. from event planning, successful career, what happened?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this topic burnout is one of my favorites. I have to say because I experienced burnout years ago in my previous career as an event and wedding designer and planner. Mm-hmm. Loved my job creating memorable celebrations from wonderful clients. But I was working like crazy. There was never a dull moment in my (laughs) life. And, you know, the job of an event planner can be a seven days a week thing if you're not able to set clear boundaries. Because we usually work during the week to plan the event. And then we manage the event on site during the weekend. Right, and so if you love your job so much, it becomes like Monday through Sunday uh, every time, right? And I noticed that between 2010, 2011, things started to change. I remember feeling overwhelmed about everything. The job that I loved so much was not giving me the same satisfaction anymore. I didn't enjoy working with my clients anymore. I didn't feel creative or inspired anymore. And this is a tragedy for an event planner, right? Because you always have to be creative, always bring new things and new ideas to life for your clients. I was constantly drained of my energy. And the more I realized that, the less productive and positive I was. I was constantly stressed out. Um, Multitasking was my best friend. (laughs) And I was sleep deprived, trying to fit everything in my 24 hours. And this, of course, started a vicious cycle because lack of sleep would not get me very far with my to-dos. So I would need to work even longer hours and I would get more anxious. And this also caused thankfully minor health issues. So after months and months of doctor visits, your story is probably similar to mine, right, and maybe similar to many of your uh, followers, medical tests that didn't detect anything wrong, I decided to start my own research that led me to many discoveries. And this was a pivotal, pivotal moment because I started to learn about body and mind connection, how body and brain are tightly connected, and they need care and love in order to give us outstanding results. Mm-hmm. And, you know, better than me, unfortunately, in our modern society, we focus on doing all the time mm-hmm. and rarely on just being, which, yeah. has, which is what our bodies and brains need and crave to recharge and perform optimal and optimally and support us. So with this information in my hands, I started to change my habits. I created a toolbox with effective strategies and I was able to, heal completely, regain my energy, positivity, happiness, and become even more successful and profitable with my event planning company because I was finally fully present and focused. Mm. And so that system that I created for myself inspired me to pursue a career in coaching because at the point I felt that I could help others. Easy, yeah. overwhelmed, high-achieving professionals in my same uh, situation yeah and so that's how I got certifications uh, in uh, basic life coaching brain wellness coaching and more recently in epigenetics Um, and you know when I share my story with clients or people I meet they think that the message is well change your job as I did to live (laughs) better right right but actually my message is different it it's that when you know how you function as a human being, you learn how to take better care of yourself before burnout stops you yeah. to live better, work smarter, and to feel happier. So I can easily say that that experience was a blessing. I feel immensely grateful, even though from the outside, it can seem like a horrible experience mm-hmm. because I had, I had to stop working for a while I had to reconfigure my daily life and it was definitely a big obstacle or a big setback in my life. Yeah. It was an amazing person. It happened for a reason. Yeah. It served me to become a better person, better version of myself and really gain confidence
0: mm-hmm. about
1: who I was, who I was capable to become, how I was able to change, to transform myself and really upgrade myself. And mm-hmm. so I am here as a new person. Mm-hmm. And I can do it again because <laughs> I know that I could learn so much, right? I yeah. enrich my life and
0: I'm enriching the life of my clients right now. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. And a couple of golden nuggets I want to pull out <laughs> for our audience. Yeah, yeah. Something you said early on that I think is really important is that concept that before you even got into the lower energy and the eventually the burnout. You said that you lost that inspiration, the creativity, right? And I think that is so important because I hear women sometimes ask me, oh, how do you get more energy? They're thinking of supplements or, you know, and all these things. And I always start with very much in different words, but exactly what you said is that congruency between your lifestyle, your actions and that inner prioritization system, right? Like you said, you had to basically revamp your life and your lifestyle, And your body was like basically guiding you there, right? And I think that is so important that anybody listening that feels that something isn't right and it's not congruent, very much like you said, like, let's look and see where is that disconnect, right? And Mm -hmm. I think feeling inspired by what we do is not about changing careers, like you said, but if for some reason that previous career is not inspiring you, I think that is such an important place to start. And maybe we can rekindle the love for what we did, In Mm -hmm. other cases, yeah, a shift is needed, like he was also part of my story. A lateral shift, you know, similar field, but specifically very different, you know, day-to-day work. Um, But I wanted to highlight that because it truly starts, right, with that congruence between yourself and your environment. And the second thing I wanted to highlight you mentioned is that gratitude you now have for the struggle, right? Because a lot of our listeners are still at the core of the struggle, either with like, I know a few of our regular listeners going through burnout and some clients as well, like hoping to prevent. So let's kind of go in there and at the core of it and you're looking for help, you're not getting what you need and you decided to advocate for yourself, right? And become your own expert. What was the, what were the initial steps, I guess, or early stages? What were some of the strategies that you started to do before you have all the knowledge that you have today?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. You know, uh, one of the things that I learned uh, regarding this body-mind connection was the way our um, nervous system works. And I think that was really a key shift for me because we always think going back to the doing, 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 and really being, being, being is that we abuse of our bodies we think they are machines that can go on like 24 hours a day and who cares right we eat whatever we find we don't sleep because we don't have the time and you know we never take care of ourselves because our bodies are there our brains are there for us and we live with that right and we don't think about um how fragile they can become if yeah. we reuse them right and so once i understood how the nervous system was there was like a light bulb <laughs> in my head i'm like that's the way it is and that's how i need to pay attention to my energy to how i can sustain certain types of stress and for how long so i don't know if you want me to go over this a little bit uh, and if you think it can be useful to your audience to understand a little bit more about themselves, because, again, this is my passion, going down to the cellular level yeah. of how we function so we are better able to respond to yeah. our daily life,
0: right? Absolutely. So, our body keeps score, right? So let's start in gosh. the mind. So tell us, you, how do you sort of, you know, summarize the whole role yeah. that our nervous system have? Let's start there.
1: Absolutely, Yeah, I mean... How long do we have? Six hours, right? <laughs> 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 right. I could go on talking hey. for, for hours. I don't know if you can hear the noise here. There's probably a truck. Yeah. Um, so um, the nervous system has different branches and the autonomic nervous system has two branches that are relevant to the conversation for today, the sympathetic and parasympathetic. So the sympathetic branch activates Responses when we are alert or experience stress. This is a so called fight or flight state that we are also yeah, familiar with, right? right? Under normal circumstances, this state of arousal subsides within an hour and the body resumes to a more relaxed state to switch into the parasympathetic branch, the other one, the antagonistic one, where the body can rest, can digest food, can heal and repair itself and i always tell my clients consider this like a break on the sympathetic mm-hmm. right now we should be able to switch easily switch between sympathetic and parasympathetic states during the day to keep our body balance and with optimal levels of energy and that is exactly what i didn't do at the time yeah. right because i didn't know um, because in today's world, we're always caught in this fight or flight response and we get easily stuck in this unhealthy stress cycle. And so when the sympathetic branch is constantly activated, the, sy- the parasympathetic branch has a very hard time controlling things until it reaches a point where it cannot work correctly anymore. This is the point of burnout. Now, I'm not saying that you should avoid stress in your daily life. It's impossible, right? Stress yeah. will always be around. But what you should focus on is the ability to switch between those two states to give your body the time to reset and recharge. And when I uh, I also offer um, uh, wellness sessions among different organizations, and I have slide decks with, you know, while I present these concepts, and uh, the graphic for this um, concept is like a seesaw. So you have the sympathetic state on one end and the parasympathetic state on the other. So you should be able to keep the seesaw like parallel. You can go on par- into sympathetic state, that's no problem at all. little stress is good for us, but it can't be always on that side. You know, you should go back yeah. to uh, the seesaw in parallel oh, way. And um, as you were saying before, you could follow the best diet. You could take all of your vitamins and supplements. And you could be very diligent with your exercise routine. You could be good with taking breaks at work and everything. But if you keep living under pressure and you don't take care of your nervous system, the body keeps receiving this signal that says there's a danger, there's a threat. You are in sympathetic state because something is happening. And so the body cannot get back to that state of digestion, healing, repairing. You cannot restore. You're left without energy. And that imbalance will at first become your normal right? Because you yeah. can do that. But eventually it will lead to burnout and then over time to disease. So that's where we don't want to go. Yeah. and. um You know, it's very tricky. I I see it with many clients of mine. It's so tricky to recognize the symptoms or warning signs, especially at the beginning because they can be very subtle, right? So Mm -hmm. you may not pay attention to them until it's too late. You may Mm -hmm. feel, I don't know, a sense of exhaustion. And what do you do? You push through, right? Because you have to complete something, leading to even more burnout. And another thing that I noticed in my career as a coach is that each one is different, right? So symptoms can be also different for everyone because we respond to stress triggers in different ways, with different intensity. Our response is highly individual. So what your friend or colleague may experience might not be a symptom for you. Mm-hmm. Or you may be tempted to dismiss the fact that you're experiencing burnout because you're not feeling the same way. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, tricky, and that's what sometimes people experience right now, not even realizing that, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So they adapt to these stressors, they ignore them, they live their daily life like nothing. But over time, their emotional circuits become increasingly overloaded from these constant, excessive demands until they stop functioning properly. Yeah, and that's that's bad
0: you know? Absolutely. Hey there. Have you heard of my new book, Release? A Woman's Guide to Releasing Weight in Midlife Through Becoming Your Body's Best Friend? If not, go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book or click the link in the show notes below to learn more and to see if this is the right book for you. I wrote this book for women to read before your next diet, and this is not a book about weight loss, another diet trend, or a magical solution you have not tried yet. This is instead a rebellion against hating our bodies and trying to change who we are. Together, we will release all that no longer serves you so you can get the body you want and make midlife the best and healthiest years of your life. I cannot wait for you to get the book. So go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash book to learn more. Now back to the episode.
1: Uh, Something you
0: said to Sabrina that I wanted to sort of bring back is that concept that when, quotations, things are going well, (laughs) it's so easy to push the body and take it for granted, right? Mm -hmm. And often because like you just mentioned, the symptoms are sometimes so subtle and almost almost like mixed in with other potentially other conditions and just, or oh. taken as part of the natural busy lifestyle, it's hard to detect it. Right. right. So we're taken for granted until we can't anymore, which is really what we're hoping to prevent. Right. But for women that are there already. So let's just say before we get into the six steps and more the optimal things that they're there already, what are some potential mind shifts in terms of giving them hope that it's naturally <laughs> like you proven with your story. I proven with mine that there's still something to do. Talk about those mental uh, frameworks.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what you're asking for is part of this six step process oh, cool. that I have. <laughs> so we can definitely talk about that. But, you know, first, before we dive into these, uh, this process, I want to share great news here. As you mentioned, you can recover from burnout. Mm-hmm. You are able to do that. It's only a matter of time and willingness, because if you ignore it or if you think it's not happening to you, then it might take you a very long time and you might go towards a path that you don't want to do, right?
0: Yeah. So
1: it's a matter of time and willingness. It it usually takes an average of three to six months for Mm -hmm. most people, Mm -hmm. depending on the intensity. Yeah. Uh, But it can take up to three years i have a Mm -hmm. client who stayed with me for a long time and uh, we had to work on a lot of different things Mm -hmm. there was a lot of resistance on his side uh, a very toxic environment and so a lot of different um, factors that were preventing him uh, from getting back to his normal state right Mm -hmm. so you have to be very patient and give your body really the time to heal and restore its physical, mental, and emotional systems. Uh, you had a fantastic guest uh, a few episodes ago, uh, Bonita Abby, and she talked about the different stages and you know the the different causes of burnout in the workplace, which is yeah. usually where it starts from, right? Yeah. Um, but it's not only workplace, you know? Because yeah, absolutely. Uh, eventually can impact your personal life. It can also stem from trauma, from difficult relationships, difficult, yeah. difficult friendships. One of my clients who also experienced burnout, she was a caregiver for her uh, mm-hmm. old mother. Mm-hmm. Working full time, a family, taking care of her mother, it all started a, a very bad cycle for her. you know. and yeah. so it, it can come from different places and as I was saying before, Each of us reacts in a different way. Yeah. you might be stronger or not. If you're not that strong and if you aren't able to shed all the stressors at the end of the day and really reset your nervous system, you keep accumulating. And Mm -hmm. as you say, the body counts that, you know, gives the score.
0: Yeah.
1: And so that's harder for that person to return to her original state.
0: Right? Yeah. And I think the complexity too, like looking, for example, for my personality trait or predominant personality trait of somebody that normally does not have a lot of patience and patience is such, it is so correct. It is such an important part of that. Um, Also overachieving personality, right? Which again, is a huge, you know, sort of, you know, roadblock in the recovery process. But Uh also, like you said, like looking at the caretakers that they may have this sense of duty for caring for others because that's their life circumstances or even guilt in terms of having to pause and prioritize, right? How do you help women or men, but mostly our listeners are women, how do you Um, help people deal with that emotional barrier to even be willing to get the care they need?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I help them, be more inside themselves and really look at within themselves you know you're more than this life you have so much to offer we go back to the concept of confidence which is you know inside you you already have what you need you already have the tools to really thrive and and live and enjoy your life fully. you just need to discover it Mm -hmm. that's how i start with my clients and so if you feel pressure because you don't feel you're good enough at taking care of this person i'm thinking about how i work with this client of mine think about what what you have the qualities that you have the love that you can give to this person Mm -hmm. how can you transfer that love that you have for your mother she raised you you spend an entire life with her what can you give to her instead of like Taking care of her. Mm -hmm. Try to think about different things that are not the chores or having to take care of her. How can you spend more valuable time with her? You know, those little things, it's about the little moments, it's about awareness and uh, the mindfulness of the moment, being in the present moment. And really enjoy every single moment that you can spend with this person. Take a Mm -hmm. look at the positive things that you can do with this person, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. Yeah. So
1: the mindfulness is definitely a big, a big uh,
0: player. Yeah, I love that. And even looking at my recovery, I think it was a combination of a version of what you just said of taking care of me. So the times that I have with people are better quality, right? Maybe not as much quantity, but better quality, more present. Yes, of course. And at the same time, reprioritizing things that maybe. Mm -hmm. having to delegate some tasks, right, that people expected of me of doing in the past that I couldn't handle as much anymore. And I think it was almost like an identity shift, if that makes sense, right? So in that vein of self-identity, I guess, of maybe the version that we were before, right, like a burnout case, and how it impacts our self-confidence, our sense of self, like talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I use a lot of affirmations and mantras for my clients. At first, they're like, ah, this sounds like a little woo-woo stuff, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they become very powerful for them, and they see that they're very useful in their daily life. Yeah. And so we identify what they're doing and how certain affirmations can help them. So again, in the the example of this client of mine, uh, she was experiencing burnout and she also had some health issues related to that high blood pressure, you know, the usual stuff that yeah. usually comes with burnout. So I told her, just think about the progress. You are taking care of your mom. You have a very demanding job. You have a little family with little kids that, of course, they need your attention. They need your time. But think about, again, yourself, self-care and think about what you are doing to make progress in that you are healing no matter what your body has this amazing ability to keep you healthy it's its job right all these chemical reactions that go on every single second they allow you to be healthy they allow you to support you in whatever you do so think about that you are healing i am getting better i am taking care of my mother and i do it successfully I am being successful in my job and I'm doing everything that I can and I'm getting amazing results. My kids love me and I love my kids because I'm so proud of them. So again, you shift the the thinking pattern, right? Instead of being, why is this happening to me? I have to take care of my mother. I don't have time for myself. My job has tight deadlines that I don't know how to complete. Think about positive things, you know? So shift completely. I use positive uh, psychology in my coaching practice, not because I want to teach my clients to think positive all the time, <laughs> but I want them to take a look at their setbacks. I want to take a, them to take a look at their challenges, their obstacles and ask themselves, okay, what am I learning here? Yeah. How is this serving me? Right. How mm-hmm. can I be stronger? How mm-hmm. can I make it better? And so, especially when you have a negative situation, that's how you can learn. Yeah. And so same thing with burnout. You are experiencing a difficult time because your body is screaming for help. You know, it's your body who that that has is going through a very difficult situation. You abused of it, (laughs) but I don't want you to be to feel guilty. I want you to be empowered. How can I do it? How Mm -hmm. can I be better? How can I heal, right? So let's think about what happened and how we can make it better. Mm -hmm. So instead of being a victim and uh, these things are happening to me, why are these things happening for me? What am I learning? How can I do better? You know, And that's how the power of these affirmations that empower me and they help me get through and get to a point where I want to be Mm -hmm. are very helpful. Yeah. Attitude You were mentioning shifting uh, mindset and affirmations are really what I use during these situations. Of course, in addition to different other strategies. Yeah. Right? I mean, these are not the only ones, but mentally and emotionally, it helps them a lot.
0: Yeah. I love that. I find affirmations like it's affirming in the mind, <laughs> right? Um, uh-huh. The ships you want to make. And something yeah. you said that's very aligned with how I see the world as well and how it works is that concept that when we look for the blessings and the quotations problems or negative situations, and when we find them, like we equilibrate the mind, right? Because I think the perception of the world, like you said, like a stress-free world, that everything is rosy. It's impossible right and the (laughs) expectation of it i think is such a source of stress as well and really equilibrating the mind by looking at the blessings in the rough i think is such a valuable point so i just wanted to highlight that as well um and the other thing too that i wanted to sort of get to just before we jump into the the actual steps that you have um and just kind of relating back like when you're talking about reframing and almost having this positive conversation right with ourselves i think that is such an incredible tool it's almost like we you know if you think of a radio that has different stations right like we almost like tune it to a different vibe and as opposed to like the more victim-based station that may be like lower (laughs) vibrational sounds just something a little bit more like empowering, like you said, and uplifting, right? And I think we can't just because we can see the radio waves of our eyes doesn't mean that it's not impacting the whole world, right? So I think that is such a a beautiful thing you just said in terms of just change your radio station. You know, pay attention to the words, right? Like I call it going on vocabulary diet. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. how you phrase it. <laughs> and I did believe it. I was told this by someone else maybe 10 years ago and it's in my book and in my work. That the problem is often the solution. And that has helped me anytime that I see something negative to say, okay, if it is true, just potentially, that the problem is a solution, what am I getting from this perceived negative situation? And I think for burnell that was probably one of the most helpful questions to me, right? Because it changed my career trajectory in my life. It did the same for you and for people that I know. So, but then after the fact, it's sure, we can maybe... Hindsight is twenty twenty, but to see that in the moment and make the journey a little easier is, I would say, an incredible blessing. So thank you for giving us that that gift and that perspective. So oh, without I further see. ado, let's go. We, we think something. alike, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we also have very similar stories, like origin stories, like yeah. you said. And I think that is also part of the resonance, right? That we kind of like how we walked. A similar like a parallel path <laughs> in terms of what we do today. So I love that. Yeah. So let's go through first of all, tell us what your six steps are. Listen. Yeah. And then let's go a little bit into each of them.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So this is the the six step process that I usually use with my clients when they hit burnout or they think they're getting closer to that. Uh I have a, a a coaching program called life work balance Mm -hmm. where we take a look at different areas it's nutrition movement sleep stress anxiety or burnout self-care and time management and when we get to the reframe pillar which is the one with stress anxiety burnout i usually have different uh, assessments for them a stress Mm -hmm. assessment a burnout assessment so we really want to uh, see where they are and i can help them recalibrate their their tasks during the day, their life, their job, and everything. And so this six-step process is really what they follow, wherever they are, whether they want to prevent burnout, or maybe take care of it, or recover, because I have some clients who came to me for that. So step one is realize there is a problem. And again, we go back to the awareness that we mentioned earlier. So you may start feeling... Uh, more and more fatigued, overwhelmed, and as these symptoms intensify, you may realize that, yes, something is wrong, right? So at that point, it becomes crucial to recognize your body's signals and respond appropriately, not only to initiate the process of recovery and replenish your energy reserves, but also to be proactive, right, Uh, against the onset of burnout. So make sure you implement strategies that promote self care stress management and a balanced lifestyle. You mentioned delegating. I mean, there are so many different things that Mm -hmm. we don't have time to go through both at work and in your daily life that can lighten the load, right? Because again, doing too much is one of the causes of burnout. So this is the first step. Uh, Step two is identify the causes. So you have to pinpoint the factors that contribute to burnout, to this feeling fatigued, to this feeling overwhelmed. What is causing this, right? Or also find out what led to its occurrence if you're already experiencing many consequences, right? Because persistently enduring high levels of stress inhibits your ability to regulate your nervous system. We talked about that earlier, right? It keeps you trapped in this Perpetual state of stress, which ultimately opens the door to burnout. Step three is so. Just a question on step two. So, for somebody that
0: does not have, say, the scientific background and or the training, how would somebody be able to identify the root causes for them? Yeah, uh,
1: I will get to that with step three, basically, um, because. In step three, which is put out the fire, once you have successfully identified the root causes of burnout, which can be life, personal life, it can be uh, a relationship, it can be a job, it can be anything, right? You have to distance yourself from that environment that is contributing to your exhaustion and take a time off if necessary. So did you identify work as one of the causes? If you suspect that work is the primary source of your burnout, you should consider taking a sick leave and that can provide a temporary respite. So you give your body time to recover, right? To reset and recharge. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you feel overwhelmed by the pressures of your, your relationship, you should engage in an open discussion with your significant other to collaboratively find solutions that can alleviate that pressure, right? If juggling childcare responsibilities and household duties feels overwhelming, maybe on top of everything else, seeking assistance, maybe by hiring someone can help get yeah. the burden. So again, in step two, you have to identify what is really causing this burnout. You know, the root cause may not be health issues, right? But of right. course, if you have a chronic illness, that might be the cause, and you already know that. But you have to really think and ask yourself what is putting more pressure to my daily life right mm-hmm. so again it could be a job it could be a family it could be doing it all trying to do everything right on your own
0: mm-hmm. you have to
1: recognize that you cannot handle everything alone yeah you have to have the help of others right so you have to take care of that. You have to put off the fire and distance, take distance from that environment. Now, it is important to acknowledge that recovering from burnout can be very challenging or even impossible in some cases, especially when you have maybe a high-pressure work environment like that client of mine had, or maybe you lead a life with numerous challenges, right? Mm-hmm. However. What I always discuss with my clients is that it's also vital to consider that the environment or your workplace may not be solely responsible for your burnout. There is a possibility that your own perception and response to stressors play a significant role. Mm -hmm. So before making dramatic and drastic changes to your life or job and changing your job, it becomes crucial to reconfigure or calibrate, recalibrate you yourself. Yeah. So you must yeah. learn how to reframe your stress response.
0: Yeah. You I love that perspective.
1: Yeah. You have to develop coping mechanisms that work for you to better handle stressors before making any life altering decisions. We go back to what I was saying each, tr- each one of us is different. A job that may be very, very demanding and very toxic for me might be a piece of cake for you Mm -hmm. because you have this higher level of uh, resilience, right? So your system can handle it better.
0: Yeah, totally. We have
1: different thresholds.
0: I think that's such an important nuance, actually, because a lot of times, yeah, it's like trying to fit who we are into an environment that does, it's almost like I say, If you're like a a star-shaped cookie, you may not fit into a heart-shaped cookie cutter, right? So we may sometimes have to shift the environment to fit who we are, which is easier than shifting who we are. But at the same time, just like you said, our perceptions of that environment are so important. And sometimes, I'll say a lot of times, that is almost more important to start with than making the massive life transition, right? Because how we see the world is the world that we experience. And so it's so true. And I think such a fundamental part of my story of recovery and even the work I do in a different field, right? With the weight release, the perceptions I think are accessible to us, but incredibly powerful because they will change your physiology, your relationships, your perception of everything. So I love that you made that distinction. So absolutely true. In some cases, yes, the environment may change. Like for both of us, we eventually shifted our career path, right? So that the environment now not so much i think to fit who we are but i think we both just fell in love with the work (laughs) right so it was maybe even more driven for that rather than i can no longer work in the field i probably could and maybe you could too but i think we just discovered such an inspired love for what we do now that we moved there but so yeah so i just really really resonated with what he said so thank you so Mm -hmm. step four thank
1: you absolutely and let me say um this that a lot of people misunderstand stress stress is not the bad guy it's our response right yeah. <laughs> exactly how you said that so stress even a little stress is very good for you for yeah. us when we work out we put stress on our muscles and we grow right yeah. stress is great for problem solving making better decisions but of course it's the long term chronic stress that uh, hurts us and again it's yeah. not the the cause, it's not that particular job, it's how we perceive it Mm -hmm. that hurts us. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So step four is uh, restore your energy. So once we identify that something is wrong and we identify what is causing our burnout and we are taking measures to uh, respond appropriately, we have to restore your well-being. And at this point, it is imperative to prioritize your health and allow your body to return to its normal state. Now, many people who experience burnout are often tempted to take a vacation, like a short vacation, right? And they think, oh, I'll take like seven days off as a quick fix. And during this time, they find uh, time to meditate, do yoga, they journal, they do anything possible, right? To take care of themselves, which help them feel better, right? They, They feel calmer, they feel their nervous system has improved, it's functioning much better. But once they return to their work and daily routines, they find themselves Quickly slipping back into a state of burnout and sometimes mm-hmm. even faster than before, yeah. even worse. Right. Mm-hmm. And the cycle is a common occurrence among my clients. I see that uh, very often, primarily, primarily because they fail to allocate sufficient time for their bodies to fully recover. So it's usually the impatient ones, right? They think, well, (laughs) I'll take a week off and I'll show you. Everything will be fantastic. They message me. Oh, I'm doing amazing. This is fabulous. I'm journaling three times a day and meditating almost every day. I feel great. I can't wait to go back to work and then they go back to work and for a week i don't hear from them i'm like what happened and they're like oh i think i'm feel depressed i don't know what's wrong my body reacted even worse than before so i really need your help you know um so again you have to be patient you have to give the time to your body because it probably took you like 2 years to reach state of burnout yeah so your body fought for you for 2 years now it takes two years to go back, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, changes are subtle. It doesn't happen overnight, right? So you have to give the time.
0: One example that I want to give on my personal experience with what yeah. I just said about the vacation. So my medical leave started early 2017. That's when I got the diagnosis and all the good stuff. Uh, and I was in a place that I actually couldn't even get out of bed and do like basic function. So it was a pretty... I'll say advanced stage before I even give myself the chance to look into it. Let's put it that way. And what is interesting is that the year before, so 2016, before everything went down, my husband and I went on vacation just to the Caribbean, seven days, right? So one day is basically like the the travel time. So let's just say six days there. And I remember this with so much clarity because it was so shocking to me that it took me five days to actually relax and realize I was there I did not have my phone with me so that is something that I it didn't matter like I did not have access to work purposefully and it I still had nothing but my husband and a book right so it's not that I was competing for my attention it was on the fifth day that I realized wow now I can relax and the next day we had to come back home so that also brought anxiety so it was just such a A dramatic like experience. And then fast forward 2019. So this is just before the pandemic hit that we went to a similar type of vacation. And on day two, I could relax. And I remember that being such even my husband mentions like, wow, look at the difference Mm -hmm. in your ability to even get to relaxation mode. Right. I think so many of us don't even know how to relax in the core of our crazy lives. Right. Even if we give the physical time, it doesn't mean that our minds and our bodies like it's almost like I I didn't allow it to. If that it it was more comfortable for me being hyper stressed, (laughs) if that makes sense. So
1: true. You know that reminds me when I do mindfulness meditations like workshops for people, (laughs) and it's so crazy because I tell them, okay, at this point, don't use your phone. You can turn off your camera. Just stay seated and breathe. And at the end of a meditation a few months ago, one of them told me, you know, the hardest part for me was really stay seated and breathe without thinking or watching my watching the screen of my computer or looking at my phone or doing things. I'm not able to stay still anymore. I don't know how to do that. (laughs)
0: It's crazy. It is crazy, right? But yeah, yeah, but I think it's something that a lot of women resonate with. It's just so ingrained in how I think we do life that only when you're removed from that environment that you're able to see the contrast and say, oh my goodness, like, I just don't know how to shut down, you know, my mind for a minute or even enjoy. I think that's what I noticed. Like, I couldn't enjoy not having a ton of stuff to do. I think that's what it was dramatic for me that I was like, wow, I'm not having a good time with myself <laughs> right now. I need distractions and to-dos and, you know, so that I think was a big part of my growth and my becoming, I guess.
1: <laughs> Kudos to you. Great job. Wow. Yeah. It, it takes a lot of courage, a lot of, you know, time and patience, but uh, yeah. look at you. Yeah. <laughs> so proud of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I derailed you from our step. So number five. No worries. Yeah. So
1: step five is redefining your values. Mm. So now is the time to ask yourself and reflect on what holds significance in your life and why. So find meanings in those values. Now you are healing. Now you know that your body needs time and care and love. So it's time to really reorganize your life. Right? So find meanings mm-hmm. in those values, both in your professional endeavors and personal relationships. Or Whatever means, you know, it's, it's important to you. And by establishing your own criteria for measuring success, detached from external influences, they should not reflect other people's success. They should mm-hmm. be yours, right? You open the door to a fresh perspective on each day. You allow yourself to experience fulfillment with reduced pressure because you know what is really important to you Mm -hmm. and maybe you are able to increase simplicity in your life and a greater sense of purpose exactly what you were saying a few seconds ago right people are not able to enjoy life they're distracted they have too many things to do so go back to yourself ground yourself center yourself and really ask what is really important for me what do i want to prioritize in this life right Do I really need to do 10 things at a time? No. Maybe just one. And I have more purpose. I am happier. And I have better memories because I know what I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. I'm more aware. I'm more mindful about my decisions, my actions. And this is really what life is about, you know? Yeah. At least to me absolutely. and to a lot of my clients, after they you know, they realize that yes, there's more than life and work and work and life and that's yeah. it. Yeah,
0: right? I absolutely um, in this step specifically at the redefining of values. How would you help somebody potentially grieve the life mm-hmm. that was? So let's just say that they are not able to go back to their previous career or by taking the leave, like you know, they for whatever the reasons, right? Is there like a a grieving process? Like, how do you help them navigate that if they can't go back and have to almost like set a whole new set yeah. of values and totally redefine success? Like you just said. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, it's about um, renovating your. I don't know if this is the verb that I'm looking for, but it's really um, becoming a new person. It's like a rebirth, yeah. basically, you know. And again, I help them to look at that in a positive way. So this happened, we can't change the past, but we learned from it. We learned a lot of lessons. So how can we be more and more successful in this second chapter of your life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so when we take a look at their values, I usually uh, look at different areas. So it could be health and wellness, it could be family,
0: it yeah. could be
1: love, your finances, your personal growth, your spiritual side. Yeah. That, you know, it can mean different things because it's not only religion it's your inner self it's your inner uh, energy it's your inner soul you know it can mean so many different things to anybody
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so again we use the positive mindset to see what our strengths are this is something that i also do in my program we identify your strengths or what are your weaknesses how can you how can you use your weaknesses to your advantage?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Right? Yeah. Again, let's look at positive sides of these things. Let's look at the positive traits of your personality.
0: Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Yeah. These are your qualities. How can you use them for your new career? Maybe that job was not the right job for you after all, right? Yeah. (laughs) something different. You learned that your body didn't like that job. It took you a lot to to work on different deadlines, different tasks and projects that were not fitting your personality or your talents, your skills, right? So Mm -hmm. now you have the opportunity to start a new chapter in life
0: yeah, where you have brain control
1: because you know what happened and now you will not make the same mistake.
0: Yeah. And I think for some of us, that was definitely my experience. My body was almost... Almost quotations forcing me to shift paths. Like I wasn't doing it on my own, even though I had this desire to, and my body was almost saying, "Well, it's now or never." Right. So it was a little bit more (laughs) dramatic than maybe had to be, but you know that's how I roll. Um, But yeah, it's true, and it's inner wisdom that we may perceive as negative because it was labeled as a couple of medical diagnoses, but. On the deep inner side, I think it was a lot of inner wisdom that I could not understand guiding my path to what was next for my next season in life, right? So I think that's very helpful. Yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, it's never too late. never too late. Right, yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) absolutely,
1: yeah. So we are at step six. Yes. Uh, Which is the final one. At this point, we have the rebirth. So you now are ready to create a new you. And so in order to align with your new values and better suit your nervous system, it is vital to replace old habits with fresh ones, right? Mm -hmm. So take a moment to consider what immediate changes you can make and gradually build new habits over time. So when I work with my clients, I ask them, are you ready to start a new habit? So every week we pick a new habit that they want to add to their routines, to their daily life. You know, and that's how they build their toolkit, Mm,
0: right? Love it. You
1: know, I, yeah, and I always uh, tell them that our bodies and brains are not designed to withstand the prolonged demands of modern day living. Oh, yeah. We're still designed for a simple life, like the one in ancient times, right? Yeah. The environment around us has evolved, but our biological makeup is still unchanged. You know, exactly. We're still the same. We still function in the same way. And so, this mismatch between our bodies and this hectic pace of our current lifestyles is what leads to burnout.
0: Mm-hmm. There's a, right? Yeah.
1: But if you decide to collaborate with your body and brain, you can then regain confidence in your abilities, your talents, your skills. When you embrace this partnership, working in harmony with them rather than against them yeah. as or abusing them, yeah, you can witness a continuous support in everything you do. Your body is there to help you. Your body is on your side,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know? So use it to your advantage. Yeah. This is how I see it.
0: And you can be more in control of your life. Totally, mic drop moment. Boom. <laughs> um, definitely the biggest message of this entire conversation, right? Like I often say that I wrote a book about a similar topic of your body has your back. And I believe that it does at all times and becoming its best friend is part of the journey and the learning that I took, right? As opposed to seeing as something that was getting in the way of what I wanted, which I think is the perception I had early on in my career and professional life. Um, and you summarize it summarizes so beautifully, and it's such a nice frame of mind for us to overlay on a lot of the potentially more negative you know information that comes with burnout topics such as burnout, right? And I think it's a more empowered conversation as well. So I really love that <laughs> the way you finished it's so good. So tell us for our listeners that you know love the steps, and I think the steps are so beautifully laid out, and you know, it's such a beautiful trajectory as well. And I really love how you frame them. So tell us where they can find you, and you know all the the goodies that we can uh, learn more yeah. about what you what you do in your work.
1: Yes, absolutely. So the easiest way to find me is by visiting my website. And it's very easy. It's my full name, Sabrinaacadini.com, And it's spelled S-A-B-R-I-N-A-C-A-D-I-N-I.com, where you can find more information about what I do, my coaching programs. Uh, I have a blog, blog that I try to keep consistent right because it's one more thing to do right yes (laughs) Uh, i also have a a video um, collection on on youtube that i try to maintain consistently as well Uh, so you'll find the link on my website as well last year i did weekly videos with different topics about the six pillar of my six pillars of my program This year, I switched to a monthly consistency because, again, it takes a long time. Yeah. I'm sure you know with your weekly podcast, (laughs) right? Um, So, again, I try to cover different topics and uh, hopefully they are useful to you as well. And also on social media, I'm at Sabrina Academia on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, where else? Facebook, you know, the usual. (laughs) Pinterest. Pinterest, yes, also. (laughs) Yes, yeah.
0: that's wonderful, and I'll make sure to put the link to your website in the show notes for those listening that prefer clickable links, and so that will be either on the blog or below if you're listening on a podcast app. Thank you so much, Sabrina, for your time and expertise. Like I really resonate with this conversation because I think it has been my experience on my own personal journey, uh, and it was such a such a pleasure to see your perspective, a very fresh take on this topic and such a helpful one as well so thank you for your time and your expertise
1: thank you i told you burnout is one of my favorite topics and i could go on talking for hours (laughs) thank you so much such a privilege
0: chatting Uh, with you likewise thank you so much for listening to confidence from within if you enjoyed this episode